Welcome to the Extra Podcast, a production of Northview Community Church in Abbotsford, British Columbia. Your hosts, Jeff, Ezra, and Thalia, will be discussing the Bible, relevant issues, and current events each week. At Northview, we love to study God's Word and discuss how it applies to our lives, but we try not to take ourselves too seriously. So feel free to laugh with us and at us as we try to challenge and encourage you in your faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Extra Podcast. My name is Thalia. I'm one of the pastors on staff, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ezra. Hey, it's good to be back. Good to be back. Jeff is not here. Yeah, where is Jeff? He's his so knee spaghetti. is <laughs> his knee is really bugging him. So we went to the doctor to get it checked out. Oh yeah. Jeff is limping like an old man. The yes. old man he is. Yes. So he abandoned mm. us and left us with our guest Imran. Hello. Welcome here. Imran's yes. uh, one of our pastors on staff. But um your title, I don't know. What's your title? Uh pastoral cultural engagement. Community <laughs> sound hesitant. Cultural engagement. Yeah. So you engage culture. Uh yes. Wow. Apparently I do that. <laughs> we'll so I'm figure engage with you too. Yeah, we'll figure that out in a bit as we go along. Okay. So mm-hmm. you guys have something in common that you have to help us with. You guys are major soccer fans. Oh, Imran and I, yes. Yeah. Yes. So who do you each like cheer for? Okay. So it depends it depends on what country. There we go. Oh, okay. It depends Seriously? on which country you're asking. <laughs> okay. Yes, it depends. Okay, so o- let, let me just put it, no, 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 no. Let, let's let's just put it this way. Let's put it this way. Imran and Jeff keep bugging me about my teams because I, <laughs> I, I cheer for two teams. I've okay. always been a fan of a team in Spain called Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. have always supported Madrid We're since doing I was... awful right now. I mean, we've won everything. So there's this, this been this, this, this <laughs> like time. What? I mean, you, you have to give us an opportunity to suck so that others can win. Oh. Um, otherwise, it'll just be... So That's why good. that team, hmm? Ezra? Real Madrid? Yeah. Um, I think... It was when I was a boy, a little child. Uh, I learned that um, Madrid was the fir- one of the first uh, big clubs to have an African player in oh. it, mm-hmm. and so that just did it for me, I yeah. guess. And so I started cheering for Madrid for a long time, and then as I matured, uh, the Eng- English uh, Premier League yeah. started showing in Africa. And so I began cheering for a team called Chelsea. And Chelsea was terrible back then. But I just love the name. I still love the name Chelsea. Now, listen listen <laughs> to this guy. I, I, I love Chelsea. They wore blue and I just liked the oh. name. It was a London club. But we were not very good. And then we got great. Ooh. And then people like Imran began hating on us because we were winning everything. Wow, hating it. Yeah, That's oh, they were word. totally hating on us. Like just trash talking and everything um and so we won and we got tired of winning and then we got tired and, of winning yeah we got tired of winning <laughs> yeah. and oh, like then you guys lost last weekend uh, to talk? I mean, yeah. of course we are tired of winning like we, we win all the time okay, love that talk about tired it of for winning. the last weekend <laughs> imran who do you cheer for um so i have a team in spain uh called barcelona who are oh. way way better than real madrid <laughs> The team uh, as we was talking above <laughs> keep dreaming and um so yeah, I watch their games pretty much every Saturday or Sunday whenever they have games. Um, and then from English Premier League, uh, it's not Chelsea because Chelsea are Chelsea. Chelsea they they have good moments, but but they are they, great team. They are great team. <laughs> just, like, just, sure. just 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 admit. Um, so anyway, here from Manchester United. Oh, that is the devil's uh, team right there. <laughs> right. Oh. Um, so anyway, 
because they have won more trophies than Chelsea or any other team, probably. Ezra can handle that. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Let's be let's just be honest. The most successful club soccer team in the world is Real Madrid. We're talking about Premier League in the world. Is Real Madrid. He knows that. He's he doesn't want to acknowledge hey, this truth, hey, 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 but it's you... right there. No, but okay? we're talking about Premier League right oh, now. Okay, okay, yeah. We are talking, you talking about Chelsea. Oh, I'm sorry. Because okay. it's so blue and the name yeah, is I just loved, cute. Uh, and yeah, blah, just... <laughs> blah blah blah. <laughs> okay. So who does ah, Jeff, so Jeff you... cheer for? Jeff <laughs> cheers for a horrible team called Arsenal. Now, last weekend Arsenal mm-hmm. beat my Chelsea. And that's why it's so painful for you, right? Uh, no, it's not painful. Oh. Actually, actually, you know what? I will say this. Jeff has uh, two boys and a little girl. Okay? Two boys and a little girl. His kids. Oh, we're getting personal now. His, <laughs> his kids, ever, ever, I mean, ever since they were born, ever since they were born, I don't know. I don't know if Arsenal has won anything mm. in the lifetime of his kids. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. And I wish, Jeff? I, I wish Jeff <laughs> was here. Oh, guys? <laughs> I would ride Jeff on this one. He knows. When I, know I say he knows. this, he keeps quiet. I know. Like, he just shuts up. They have sucked for so long. But did he give you a hug last weekend? Who? When Jeff? Chelsea lost from Arsenal? No, 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 no. Uh, oh, Jeff? you were like, you just totally ignored him and walked away? <laughs> no, I ignored him because because this is what Arsenal does. By, by, am I, they, they'll they just play beat well. Chelsea. No, no, they'll play well and they'll play very nice soccer. And then mm. come March, when now you really need to win, to, uh, to win games to win the Premier League, uh, they just kind of like, all the wheels fall off. And so Jeff knows this. So I would say to anyone listening, please do not cheer for any sports team that Jeff cheers for because <laughs> they always lose. Your heart will always be broken. Take That's note. What, yeah, your heart will always be broken. So okay, but it's all good. Let's keep cruising. Imran, we're yes. you're here because we want to hear a little bit about who you are, your family, how did you become a Christian, how did you get to Northview, those kinds of things. We're going to do that first. Then we're actually going to take a commercial break. Oh, commercial break. I will break. stop us when it's that time. So is and Ezra doing the commercial break? No, we've got I a might, special I, guest I, I doing might, that. I might sing a song. And then we're going to come back part two and hear about your ministry life here at Northview. Cool. So first, your family life. Tell us about what is it like to be Imran outside of Northview. Um, outside of Northview, uh, I'm married. Uh, my wi- wife is Suzanne, and we have two girls. All four of us play soccer. Really? Yes. Oh, um, yeah. Suzanne plays good really? soccer. Yes. I didn't know that. She does. She plays in women's team, and then I play men's team. Um, and then I coach uh, U16 boys, and then I also started coaching uh, U4 because our little one is playing and they asked like hey since you're here can you coach uh these kids so last night i was in one of the gyms in one of the schools here you must love i had 20 kids it was awesome (laughs) um so anyway kids had a great time i had a great time and then uh, basically we um i I don't know three four times a week we were in either on the soccer field or playing or nice hanging out or on the weekend watch soccer watch barcelona beat real madrid <laughs> um, <laughs> I, which is I just so good. I, I so knew it was going to come some at some point. It's uh-huh. going to come back a few times. Yes. Oh, I think it's come back, yeah. um, so anyway, um, also outside of um, Northview, I enjoy cooking. Uh, I love cooking. People ask me often, "Hey, what is this dish called?" or whatever. Whenever I have have them over, I have no idea because I just throw stuff together. So you have to tell us a little bit. People listening might not know what you look like, but I'm they hear brown. they hear a little bit of an accent. So tell Kay. us about your background. 
so I was born and raised in Pakistan. Um, I ba- I left Pakistan in 2007. Went to school in Seattle. Uh, and then moved to Canada in two, 2008. Okay. Um, Why Seattle? Uh, because I was given a scholarship to go to school. So when it's free education, yeah. everything is free, plane ride. But that's a long way. <coughs> it is. But but when you, there's a scholarship, uh, the scholarship is called, called Fulbright Scholarship. Okay. So I was given that. So they're basically saying that, hey, we'll pay... Uh, for your food, accommodation, plane tickets, school fees, even bus passes. Wow. So like, okay, I'm not going to say no In to that. In rainy Seattle, yeah. Yeah, no you kind of need yeah. a bus yeah. pass. Let me, let me just ask uh, a few more um, just deeper questions regarding your background, Imran. So how many siblings do you have again? I have four sisters. They're all younger than me. Uh-huh. So you're the firstborn yes, at home. So you grew up in Pakistan. Were, you, were, you, were your parents uh, affluent? Were you from a rich background? Were you from a... No, we are mm-hmm. just um, middle, middle class. class. Yeah. And your dad did what? What did your dad My do? My dad's a tailor, mm-hmm. um, like makes uh, clothes and stuff and shirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does, still does it sometime. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. And mom? Uh, mom passed away. She was a housewife in 2001. She passed away. And yeah. uh, basically she just made sure we're basically staying on track mm-hmm. right. spanked us when there was a need for that when when right. you became uh, when you became a little bit of a handful the when handful you cheer- are right when now when i was yeah. cheering for barcelona beating yeah. real madrid yeah. like no don't go Good. too crazy yeah wait way to go to your mom so here's a question so obviously you're talking about this scholarship that uh, you are able to get so that you come to school what what grade were you in um no i was actually i finished my uh, bachelor's degree and i was uh, in uh, Pakistan, and then a friend of mine said, hey, there's scholarship uh, being offered. There's a r- limit that you have to be 25. You have to have your BA and all sort of things, and I think you meet these requirements. Mm-hmm. You should apply. So I applied. It was like basically a week left in the deadline, so I had to gather all the information. Within a week, um, I applied. Um, just like, okay, if this is something supposed to happen, will happen. If not, then... I won't be disappointed either because I didn't know anything about this. So anyway, um, I applied. And then about six months later, they sent me a letter that you've been accepted into the program. Mm. Um, so anyway, then the rest was just all these other details. About the and that was the first time, <coughs> your first time out of Pakistan mm. to a Western country? Yes, first time uh, I on a plane even. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, I had no idea. It was my fu- The funny thing is like my first flight through the scholarship was given a business class because they wanted me to go along with this other guy who was the last guy, the rest of the group was already in the States. And uh, they booked this guy's ticket um, and they put him uh, economy, but then they had to get me in the same plane. And the only ticket that was available was business class. So they wow. put me in the business Look class. Look at you. That is so not a good way to start. <laughs> so, so no kidding. <laughs> Here we go. Because then you want to do that all, all the, the time. time. So I oh. go on a plane. It was British Airways. Oh. Right? It doesn't get better than that. I'm yeah. sitting Man. here. This uh, lady comes along. She's like, would you like to have a drink? Or champagne, she said. Would you like to have champagne? I'm like, what is champagne even? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> orange juice, do you have it? She's like, yeah, okay. So anyway, I have orange juice, trying to figure out like how to push my seat back, all sort of fun stuff. So anyway, it was great. Oh, uh, I so could picture this. Imran, first time <laughs> totally. on a plane. Little and Pakistani boy. And this yeah. other guy... <laughs> Uh, he was just getting so mad that he's like, man, why didn't I get into business class? Totally. No kidding. Yeah. So you come to Seattle, you settle in. How was the culture shock for you, Imran? Oh, yeah. Um, 
Not a lot, but there uh, there were still because prior to that, I worked with a guy uh, from England for four years. Uh, so we had a lot of uh, people from England or the states come and stay with us. It was a Christian community center mm-hmm. uh, as well as guest house. So just engaging and just seeing the culture and how they do uh, life and stuff. Um, however, there were some uh, some things where we uh, I was surprised. Like? Or shocked. Like? For example, when I first came, um, I saw some kid calling their uncle or grandpa by their name. I'm like, oh my goodness, if I'm from Pakistan and I did that, I'll be slapped in the face right away. You do so not call. In, uh-huh. So in Pakistan, you would <laughs> never call an uncle or aunt by their first name? No, it's always uncle. Or even a stranger, someone just um, talking to your f- family and uh, you don't know them very well. You just call them uncle or auntie, right? Just because yeah. never first name. No, is there a reason for that? It's just rude and disrespectful. Okay, uh, so let me segue just here for one second, just one second. So sure. obviously, Canada and Abbotsford in particular are very multicultural. So mm-hmm. you'll find a lot of um, people from the uh, from uh, Southeast Asia who come here. You know, uh, people from Pakistan, India, and other and other places as well. And so you would have, like, my son might know you, Imran, right? Mm-hmm. So if my son came up to you and called you, hey, Imran, is that offensive to you? Now, obviously, in Pakistan, my son would have to call you, hey, uncle. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because that's a sign of respect. But okay. now you're here, and my son goes to Chief Dan George. Right. If and he cheers comes, for Chelsea. And so cheers for Chelsea, the real team, of better course. Better call yeah, Mr. Imran. Yes, he's, he's really been brought up well. So, <laughs> you think so? Of okay. course. So um, are, you, are you offended? No, when no, honestly not, because um, for me, if I, as for me t- to shift culture, if I'm basically, let's say it's, Thalia, for example, mm-hmm. just an example, yeah. and there's an Indian lady there too. I'll just go back and forth, call her auntie Thalia, call Thalia. Just an yeah. example, though, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but for kids to call me by my name, uh, I, it doesn't bother me because uh, they're not in the culture. Totally, because this is who they are. This is how mm-hmm. they're brought up. So mm-hmm. I'm teaching my girls basically. No, you just even someone just just say Mister or Uncle, mm-hmm. uh, whether he is not Uncle or she's not auntie. You just this is how we do it. Um, so it's funny my little one she's four we're at McDonald's one time and we're sitting there and she saw this Indian uncle with a uh, with his grandson and she's like daddy look at that un- uncle there right uh, like yeah. good like she doesn't know him right. but mm-hmm. for me to see that and hear them like this is good yeah yeah. Right? so because I don't want them to uh, down the road they can choose however, however they decide to go about it a different story but you do your best to kind of I don't know um, help them like I guess these are some of the things that you want probably that's very interesting yeah very let me ask a little bit about sure. your faith background totally so when did you become a Christian um, so I grew up in a Christian home um, my parents were Christian um, in fact my great-grandfather was a pastor back mm. in 1940 so five six generations uh, wow. I believe uh, a few of my other relatives are yeah. in ministry as well and my parents wanted me to be a pastor uh, when I was in high school, even, and I said no, just because rebellious uh, <laughs> Real Madrid. <laughs> no, it's not like that, sir. Um, because culturally, uh, in Pakistan, if someone cannot find a job, um, not everyone, but some, 
um, if, if you cannot find a job, you pick up a Bible and you like self-ordained pastor. Oh, okay. Uh, because then you go visit door to door, pray with yeah. the families and things like that. I'm not sure what's like in mm-hmm. Africa for you, but uh, th- that's um, uh, even just I was back there four weeks ago. I just saw that too. People just go door to door. And then, of course, when a pastor comes to uh, uh, to pray for you guys or bless you guys, you have to give them five or ten dollars. So the many houses you visit, the more money you get. And that's oh, your income, yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay, but <laughs> but let me just back up a little bit on yeah. that same question, mm-hmm. Thalia, on, on, on Thalia's question. Mm-hmm. When people think Pakistan, yes. they think radical Islam. Yeah. In many cases. Not mm-hmm. all, but in many cases. Yeah. So for you to say that your great-grandfather yeah. was a pastor, that uh, in Pakistan it was understood that, hey, if you, di- if you can't get a real job, you can kind of be this phony, fake kind of pastor. A salesman pastor. Salesman yeah. pastor kind of thing. Okay, so help us understand, is our understanding or perception of Pakistan correct? In some ways, but when my great-grandfather was a pastor in, um, in 1940, India and Pakistan was one country. Mm-hmm. So this is before partition I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when the separation happened in 1947, uh, he moved to the Pakistani side, so, there's a, so we just lived there. And um, uh, minority have their faith. Um, at the time, it was said, like, oh, you won't be persecuted. Of course, things changed. Uh, but now you just have to be very careful. Um, radical uh, depends where you are and how you engage with people. Um, I can tell you many stories even. Um, when I was back in Pakistan um, uh, in 2007 and eight, like the guys would ask me intentionally questions about, hey, what's the difference between Jesus and Muhammad? And of course, they know it, I know it, but then you have to be very smart because... With how you respond to mm-hmm. this question. Totally, because outside I see that they're just uh, burning a statue of so-and-so because he said some things about their belief, right? So if I say something about the differences here, I think makes sense. And it's true um, that they will basically beat me up and take me out in the crowd out there, be burned alive. So, oh. so you just have to be careful. Um yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Even just like um, at Christmas time, we're back in Pakistan. So we took Suzanne and I, we took our kids to one of the mall there. Mm. And there was a playground there. So Phoenix, a little one, four years old, she just uh, on the playground. And we, uh, sh- she was the only white kid in the mall, basically, because people mm-hmm. don't see very many white kids, maybe adults, but not the little but, kids. But not kids, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this uh, Muslim mom wearing. Mostly hijab, just face was not covered with her. Two daughters started to come and just like saying hi to Phoenix and like, how's it going, blah, blah, blah. And then she asked me a question. What's her name? I'm like, Phoenix. Oh, why didn't you give her a Muslim name? Well, different story. So I answered in a way that I was like, you know what? Because we live there, therefore this, is, this was better because they don't know the rest of the story. Right. Right. Uh, you and better then, clue us in a little bit, Imran. <clears throat> people listening might meaning not know. That we, we adopted both of the girls. So so people don't understand like what adoption means, what does it look like, that you have certain, uh, I don't know, they, they think like uh, she's your child, but she is, but we adopted, all sort of things, all right. the other questions comes along. Anyway, and her next question to me was like, has she said the creed of Islam, meaning has she accepted Islam? Oh, okay. And when she right. said that, and in my head, I'm thinking she's four. I really want to engage with you. 
but I see all these people in, in the mall are Muslims. I just have to be very diplomatic. I'm like, you know what? We're all good. Could she just have a little bit of time to play now? Mm-hmm. And right. thankfully, she just walked away. So it's like, okay, you just have to be smart uh, how to answer and when to answer. Um, although you engage in a conversation like that yeah. here, no problem, right? A lot different. But there, so but there so you just have to be. So so, give me give me a um, an example. Let's say you 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 told her that actually no, uh, I believe in Jesus, and 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 she actually prays to Jesus. So if you said something like that yeah. in that mall in that context, what would happen? Yeah, nothing uh, unless she asked me question back about Jesus, and I start talking about Jesus then it could go the wrong way because now I'm uplifting Jesus over their prophet, about, above yeah. their prophet. So so that, that that could be taken the wrong way. So that's and what, what would happen to you then? Well, uh, they, they, she could call the crowd of people, like he says something about Prophet Muhammad, for example, blah, blah, blah. He blasphemed yes, Muhammad yes. and it could go south from totally. there. Totally. So, so you just have to be careful. Like, I mean, the, st- the one point I was asked this very question, like, what's the difference between Jesus and Muhammad in Pakistan? And there are four guys behind me and this guy who asked me a question, well-educated guy, studied in Australia, mm-hmm. uh, smart guy, but he owns this printing shop. So anyway, four guys behind me, one guy asking me a question. And do you know a guy named Sul- uh, Suleiman Rushdi? Yes, Suleiman Rushdi, yes. Yeah. They were burning his statue outside the street. Um, and these guys asking me the question right when the gr- crowd of people just going crazy about this whole situation there. Um, that time, I just like, you know what? You know the differences. I know the differences. So I'm not going to answer this uh, at this point. And the guy goes like, you're very diplomatic. I'm like, dude, huh. I have to be. Because right. I know what I'm hearing outside. Yeah. So yeah. It could go south quickly for you there. Totally. So, so yeah, you have to be careful how, when and how you engage there. Um, on the other hand, uh, I, when I was in Islamabad, I had... Friends of mine, they would go to the mosque, talk to the Muslim leaders in the mosque, ask them questions about um, their prophet, and also, hey, the Quran talks about Jesus. Mm. Um, what do you think about this? Yeah, how many Christians would you think? Would you say? Are so, ninety-seven percent is Muslim um, mm. overall. One point three percent Christian. The rest are like some of the other uh, religious groups, Hindus and Sikhs and, and is, Parsis. And is 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 uh, Pakistan similar to England? Uh, England, India. India, because I know South India. You'll find a lot more Christians in the mm-hmm. southern part of India than in the yeah. northern part of India. What about Pakistan? Is it that are there certain regions where there are more Christian than others, or is this like one point point whatever percent spread out? Is this spread out? So the uh, the village I'm from is one of the largest. Christian villages in the country um, so even just for me to go back after almost 11 years later uh, I saw it more crowded because most people find it safe they keep coming oh, uh, to okay. that village just because you find your own community what's right. a village size what do you mean uh, so they're about like 25,000 30,000 people okay. uh, in the village yeah uh, small but they all just kind of like live together in a big community so the population of uh, Pakistan being what Hundred million? Oh, uh, more? It's like I don't know, close to. Um, way maybe we can look it up. I, I cannot give you the right number. It's a lot. I think it's second or third in the lo- in the world, though. Oh wow! Wise. It's so a lot of people. A lot of people. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, let's pause for a moment. We're going to actually take a break and hear from Daniel regarding some ministry opportunities. Looking for ways to build relationships with our Punjabi community? Northview offers many opportunities to do this, and we're always looking for more people to get involved. Currently, we are in need of people to help out with our after-school tutoring program on Monday afternoons right here at Northview in the atrium. There's also a need for a soccer coach to lead the four-year-old team. If you'd like to get involved, contact Imran at idaniel at northview.org. That email address again is idaniel at northview.org. Okay, welcome back, Imran. We've had a little bit of a chance to talk about your background and your family life. Let's hear a little bit from you about your ministry here at Northview and in the community. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit what you're involved in. So um, I'm involved in the community through, we have a, a program called Punjabi Connection, and our hope is to uh, equip and uh, engage, equip our church and also to engage us as a community uh, in the wider uh, community outside the church community, if that makes sense. Yep. Because a lot so of communities in that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, maybe maybe uh, just flesh that out a little bit. So why are you called Punjabi community? Do I need to be Punjabi to be in that community? In, like when I work? To be, to be involved in your ministry? No, you don't have to be Punjabi. Uh, we just initially, when we're coming up with the name, like we're just because we're, uh, I was coming across a lot of Punjabi people and predominantly in Abbotsford, most of the people uh, speak Punjabi. So it made sense, like, let's just call it Punjabi connection. Uh, for example, if I call it Hindi connection, uh, they're not enough people. Hindi speakers. Hindi speakers, uh, but they still do understand Punjabi too. So we just uh, just call it Punjabi connection. So you don't have to. So we have basically people who who are not um, Punjabi speakers, but the Hindi speaker, Hindi speakers, they come too. So, oh, cool. um, so it, it's just like, in other words, you could call it like you know engaging with the Indo-Canadian community in our yeah. um, city here. Uh, so that's what we do, and we basically engage through our ESL classes. We mm-hmm. have uh, free English classes, and then we also have after-school tutoring program uh, where we help kids uh, with their homework. Uh, so uh, the parents come and uh, bring their kids along with the homework, and then the different people from the church come and help with their homework and stuff. Okay, so let me ask. Uh, so you say you have ESL, you have uh, tutoring classes mm-hmm. for kids and all that. Okay, so ESL classes, when do these happen? So ESL classes happen every Sunday from 3 to 5, and uh, the after-school tutoring program happens Every Monday, three fifteen to four thirty. Oh, cool! Yes. And so, if so, what happens in these classes? Just people come. So people come. Is uh, on Sunday. It's very conversational. Uh, the goal is just to kind of connect with them, get to know them, help them uh, converse in English, and also uh, to get to know their story. Uh, the goal is just to to build a bridge between the church and the community so that uh, often people have the fear, man, like I'm not uh, white uh, or I'm not mm-hmm. a Christian. I cannot step into the church building. Right. I get these mm-hmm. questions all the time. Uh, do I have to dress in certain ways if I want to come to church or this and that? No. So just trying to break that fear. So how do they, where do they, where do they, where do you get them from? Because if obviously they, they, they may have concerns regarding their race or their 
or their outfits and things like that, or the fact that they're not Christian. Mm -hmm. So how do you get them from their homes Mm -hmm. or their environments and into Northview? Like, how do they get here? Well, it's just basically it's through word of mouth, basically, because the the people who've been here before, uh, they will tell them, they will ask each other, hey, I'm going to go to this church for English classes, for example, or the Christmas event or whatever else going on. Um, what are some of your thoughts? They will ask each other because they all know each other basically in one way or the other. And then they basically come and they find out that like, man, there's not much difference. Your people were people except uh, some of the beliefs that we have. So so even they're uh, dressed differently, they're totally comfortable now because we had this ministry going on for almost five years now, I believe. Mm so people are getting used to this uh, and coming. Um, and then even if people outside of uh, the church building have questions, hey, I, I want to see a church because I've seen a church in the movie. Can I come <laughs> and see a church? What does yeah. that church look like? How right. do you get, right? So mm. then absolutely, you can come and I'll show you, give you a tour and they see this and like, oh, this is a big movie theater, kind of like auditorium, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, I didn't see this kind of, building or church in a movie because of course a different right. image there uh, so you just have to kind of like then take that point to engage with them and explain uh, what church is and what church looks like and is the building a church for example so it's like conversations could go anywhere mm-hmm. so you just have to be ready uh, to answer all the questions that come along yeah and you have the privilege of being MC on Sunday mornings often yes. in the main worship center here mm-hmm. Downs Road. Yeah. So that kind of helps a little bit if people come in and they're not quite comfortable with all these white people. There's totally. Imran. Totally. And I make the other people uncomfortable too, just being <laughs> the brown guy up on stage, right? So add some hey, color You're not to the, the only yeah. brown guy here, okay? <laughs> yeah. You add more color because if you and I go on the stage, someone said like, we it's a dark cloud there. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, I, I so. remember someone actually said that. Yes. Shame on them. <laughs> Right. Um, so anyway, um, so yeah, no, I enjoy um, emceeing on Sunday morning uh, in the worship center. It's fun. Um, people, I guess, know me now. I know th- uh, the people who come on Sunday morning. It's a lot of fun. So um, there may be a few listeners listening here. And uh, the fact that you mentioned there is tutoring, a tutoring program that you offer, there is um, there is ESL classes that mm-hmm. you offer, and someone may be seated there thinking, man, I would really love to get involved because either I I know English, I've taught English before, actually I have ran a ESL class before, or I could tutor some of these kids because I was good at math or whatever the yeah. case may be. So how would a listener who's listening get connected, plugged in, involved in your ministry? They can email me uh, at idaniel at northview.org. I think it was in the commercial too, I yeah, believe. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Uh, Daniel, Daniel. Like iPhone. So yes. I yes. Daniel. So I Daniel. see? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I Daniel at northview.org. Uh, um, and then I'll be happy to engage with them and answer their questions. Mm-hmm. And, and and so that means answering the questions regarding the com- the commitment that you would require. For Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and like the, the give them a bit of cultural background and things like that, like what kind of culture they're going to engage, yeah. uh, how does it work, um, what are some of the things they need to know before they engage, and all sort of stuff, yeah, um, to make sure that they're prepared enough to engage because often uh, people find it uncomfortable to do a handshake with woman to woman or hug or culturally they're over huggers right um 
I know you big hugger too, apparently. No, no, that's that's very interesting. That's very interesting because that's something that I didn't know. So you're saying our Indo-Canadian community are big huggers. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I've never but seen that. Huggers across genders. Uh, I don't. Well, if you know uh, the families, then you do a side hug. Of course, close yeah. family, right, different right. story. Yeah. But then, if you don't know someone very well, uh, then it's just. You nod your head and okay. you just greet um, mm-hmm. people. It's a very warm, yeah. friendly mm-hmm. community. Totally, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it, it's it's fun hanging out. I get lots of uh, lots of free food <laughs> often too. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So and it's good times. And you do more than that. I want to hear a little bit about your MEI connection. Yeah, mm-hmm. no kidding. Yeah, so we basically, um, uh, my intern Aaron and I, we basically go to um, MEI middle school and also high school. Um, engaging with the students there. They have questions about life. They're struggling uh, in one way or the other. Um, and then we go. So uh, once, uh, like, basically we go in both schools on two different days. And then MEI middle, for example, we had, I don't know, 25, 30 kids come every And these week. are Indo-Canadian kids? No, no, it's a mixed group oh, of just people. just a mixed group of Because Jesus okay. loves... Other non oh, that, right? Oh, wow. No, he yeah. only separates you know the brown people. Oh, Did knew? you know that? <laughs> but knew? actually, I would have thought that a lot of the Indo Canadian kids would be drawn to you. I would have thought it would be mostly Indo Canadian kids. The, they they w- probably were initially when I first started going there, but then because they found out I was a Christian, plus the parents, like, oh, uh, he's yeah. a pastor, uh, yeah. just stay away from him. <laughs> so, in fact, I got called from one of the moms, can you please not talk to my child about oh, God and no stuff? No way. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So I was like, okay. And she said that to you, but her child is at MEI. Yes. And I'm okay. like, well, she goes to MEI. She reads the Bible, studies the Bible, memorizes the verses. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so, so you just kind of have to to meet wherever they are at. Um, right. So in our group now at middle school, we have about five, six uh, Punjabi kids um, who come uh, and then rest are like whatever different backgrounds they have and same mm. thing at high school as well. Uh, but the neat thing is like, they all be, um, some of them are Christian, uh, the Punjabi kids, but they don't, the parents don't know uh, that they're Christians. Oh. Right. Uh, so they're just trying to kind of like continue to uh, grow in their faith. Um, okay, so here's the school. So here's a question then. I have so, a Yes, yeah, so you have this child who has now become a Christian, yeah. but mom and dad have no idea yeah. that this child has actually embraced Christ as Savior. Mm-hmm. So. Why? So I guess my question is twofold. Why is it that the child is afraid of telling mom and dad that they actually believe in Jesus? And if they were to do so, what repercussions follow, if any? Right. So um, if the if because they have to keep it quiet uh, in order to to still go at home after school. That's number one. Because if parents find out and they're very, I don't know religious or Mm. um very strict they may be like hey they they will beat you up or they may really oh yeah yeah um and and they may basically like hey we'll disown you or kick you out of the house i can tell you story after story honestly like how uh kids been either threatened or kicked out who became christian finally told their parents after even graduating from high school there's a girl who's going to ubc now she just about six months ago, I think, told her parents that she's Christian. Mm-hmm. First, she told her mom because mom's supposed to be more friendly yeah. and soft uh, and kind and gentle. And then dad found out and they're like, no, you cannot do this because if you do that, you'd be kicked out of the apartment that we have in Vancouver. 
you will be paying your own tuition fee and all that sort of stuff. So wow. just a lot of struggles and stuff. Um, and same thing for the middle school or high school kids. Um, wow. But then at the end, like in some cases, God um, works uh, miraculously and they're okay. There's one guy who comes to our Sunday evening services now and he helps out with the sound and different things and stuff. Um he tells me that when he was in grade six, when he became Christian and he told his parents, uh, he was locked in the room. He was beaten up because like, no, we don't do this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then eventually they were okay. So they huh. moved. Yeah. So anyway, now he's been, he's going to university, um, coming here. Um, when you say they were okay, meaning that the young man was okay now, but necess- th- that doesn't mean that he, the relationship between him and his mom and dad has been restored, has it? No, 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 it is. Like, the parents are okay with him to be who he is. Oh, I see. Uh, Although they still mark him at different occasions. Yeah. Uh, Oh, here he comes. Oh, here's that Christian. But at least he's physically safe. Physically safe. He lives at home. He's still part of the family. He's part of the family. Um, He has a good relationship with his parents. Uh, They know uh, every Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon, evening that he's at church. so they're okay with this now. At least he's a church and uh, not some other places. Yeah, but that's not the story for everybody. No, no. It's very Which totally rare. surprises me because if I had a child raised like in a Christian faith and I sent them to the, the Dasmesh school or sent them to a different kind of a religious school, I would think that I would know that the risk is that they would join that faith. Actually, that may not necessarily always be the case because I grew up going to an Ismaili Muslim school Mm -hmm. my entire elementary school And your parents weren't scared that you would join that? They they, they weren't scared that I would join that because the driving factor is education. So my, my, my parents put a huge like a huge priority on the education of their children. What and did so they, they say, there, Ezra? Yeah. We're there for the education, not there for the faith or the religious part yeah, of it? Yeah, th- they would say. Now, now, at that school, there were times where they would have religious education. And during that time, uh, kids who are not Ismaili Muslim would leave the class and go to a different class. Hmm. And sometimes one of the teachers within the school who might be a Christian might yeah. pick up and do a Christian, like a, a Christian education class. Interesting. Or sometimes we would just sit there and call it free time while the Ismaili Muslim yeah. sing their songs and huh. do their classes. It's the same thing for us too. Um, for me too. I grew up in a, I went to Muslim school too, so basically very uh, similar story you just uh, go and you just like y- you still have to memorize the, the the verses from the Quran to pass your class oh really I didn't do that uh, because it was a subject you had to do but then at the time you're like man I, I'm not a fan of this but now I benefit from it time to time and I engage in conversation about that faith too so yeah I remember yeah. for for me growing up we had a school assembly every uh, we had a school assembly every day, first thing in the morning. But then on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, there was a song, like a prayer song that oh. these kids would sing. And I still remember the songs, and sometimes I think them in my head because right. I remember th- I sang them from grade one yeah. all, the grade, mm-hmm. all the way to grade eight every yeah. week going to school. But we didn't get to do, I didn't get to no. to memorize any. Yeah, the, the school I went to was... Um, one of the schools by the Aga Khan. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the Ismaili yeah, Muslims yeah, under yeah. the Aga Khan. So I went to Aga Khan Primary School in Nairobi, Kenya. So, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, now we have to wrap up again with soccer. 
Okay, yeah. So, oh, before, before, before you wrap yeah. up, before you wrap up. Um, no, wrap I'm not going to mock Chelsea. No, 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 no. Before you wrap up, just one, one more thing, I think. Uh, totally. and, and more so for, for listeners. Imran, again, it's so good to have you part of our staff. Mm-hmm. And God bless you for the ministry you do. I Thank think you. a lot of people don't realize how difficult it is to reach a, um, a people group or uh, an immigrant community who have come to Canada and they have their own religious beliefs. And so you asking them to become Christian means that they're abandoning not just their religion, but basically their family and their culture. Like it's an abandoning of culture and trying to embrace something else. It's a very difficult thing to do. But that's that's where you have to kind of help them understand that you Mm -hmm. can become a Christian still belong to the same culture because you're not giving right. up your culture yeah. mm-hmm. because for them the assumption is mm-hmm. man i have to embrace the western culture now right no you don't have to right though though yeah. though wouldn't you agree to say that in some way in some way the culture itself is tied into absolutely some of yeah. their beliefs so yeah. there is going to be an abandoning of something mm-hmm. cultural mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, to, to say yes to Jesus. So, yeah. I mean, God bless you so much for what you do. My question to you, the final question would be, how can our people pray for you, brother, mm-hmm. in the ministry that you're doing? Well, basically what you said, just like, I mean, it's a difficult group of people to engage um, and just talk about uh, the differences or even just engage and talk about Jesus. Um, pray that God would soften their hearts and pray that God would give us the wisdom that we would clearly and faithfully uh, preach uh, and explain what Christ has done for us. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely pray for you, brother. Oh. Mm-hmm. Thank you for all that you do at Northview. Oh, thank you. So, you wanted us you yeah, wanted we started, me to bash him? No, no, we started with soccer. soccer? Uh. We have to end with soccer because you have soccer involvements, and we're going to be only a few months away from your soccer teams in the summer. Got to yes. tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I coach soccer too. Um, is that what you're asking? About no, coaching? like your summer camps. Yes, so, uh, summer camps are coming up July, third week of July, and um, it's a lot of fun. So we have a lot of kids from the, so we do fifty fifty uh, half the kids from uh, the church and half from food bank in the community. And uh, if you're listening uh, and you like soccer, um, or even you like I know nothing about soccer, you're still welcome to connect with us. Because uh, we will need people to help out. It's going to be Monday to Friday. The commitment is going to be 8.30 till 3 o'clock. Okay. Uh, you will get lunch uh, every day and snacks. And then you also get to play with the kids. But on top of that, uh, the last day, which is Friday, you get ice cream and stuff. On top <laughs> there of you go. It's <laughs> the best gig, yeah, right? So, yeah. so this, is awesome. this is a soccer camp that Northview runs in conjunction with yeah. the food bank? Yes. 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 So yeah. So basically, and with athletes in action. Athletes in action. And so, and again, it's very um, evangelistic oriented where people from the community bring their kids to to play play soccer. Is there a charge for the people? Yes, there's a cost. um, um, 115, I believe, early bird, and Uh then 125 after the early bird deadline. What if I can't pay? Or I have a neighbor who's a single mom and she's really struggling. That's a great question, Ezra. Um, Then you can basically email. Uh, me or uh, one of the other contacts on the poster, uh, and then we'll basically take care of that, and we'll just uh, we'll make sure that your kids get uh, kid or kids get in into the You'll work camp. something out. So money wouldn't uh, should not be a problem. Yeah, we use money people. from the care yes. funds or from the mission fund mm-hmm. to help right. Yeah. Right. families. In so fact, that's what that's what we partner with food bank because food bank helps over the food bank community or their 
clients as well. Oh, so they will uh, talk to their clients they, they, they and see would, if they yes. can bring the kids. Yes, yeah, so they do that. So they do a great job um, uh, helping uh, bringing the kids and also covering the costs and stuff. So if someone was interested in finding out more information, they can email you or they is there a place email, on our website? They, they can email me. We don't have anything about soccer camp yet mm -hmm. because we're just working on some of the details, details. and field booking and all sort of stuff. Uh, that will come out probably mid-March or, or mm -hmm. close to April. Um, and then we'll have, but if people have other questions or want to come and help out and book their week off, it's third week of July, you can take a week off or if you're not doing anything, show uh, up. you show up, <laughs> basically, yeah. And yeah. then we'll just Good for put you, you to Imran. Work. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, Ezra, you yes. offered to pray for Imran before. Why don't you pray yeah. with so our listeners can hear you? Absolutely. Can you Imran pray in Punjabi? <laughs> <laughs> you almost How about Swahili? <laughs> sure. Uh, no, English. It'll be more edifying <laughs> for our listeners. Father, thank you so much for our dear brother Imran. I thank you, Lord, for just your story in his life, how you drew him from Pakistan, brought him to Seattle, had never flown on a plane ever, and yet you pro made ways for him to get a, um, get a scholarship that brought him to Seattle, and now he's in Canada, Father, and at Northview doing the ministry that he's doing. And Lord, there is so much that we could have talked about just listening to this man's story and how you have providentially brought yeah. him here. Mm -hmm. Father, thank you for the ministry he's doing with our Punjabi Connection Ministry. Thank you for the many who come and they engage in our ESL classes and the they kids get tutored. But then, Lord, it's not about the classes or the tutoring of the kids. It's more about conversations that will lead to a clear presentation of the gospel. So thank you, Father, for the various ministries that... Um, that have um, been running through Punjabi Connection, the Christmas program where we had almost 150 people here for a big Christmas party. And then the gospel is shared, Father. And we pray, Lord, as the seed continues to be planted, that, Father, you would continue to water it, but, Father, that your spirit would draw men and women mm -hmm. from our uh, Indo-Canadian community, would show them the glorious nature of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that they would come to saving faith. And Lord, I also pray for our listeners who are listening, Father. There probably are a few out there who probably feel a tag in their hearts to get connected and get plugged into this ministry and aren't serving anywhere. So Father, we pray that by your Spirit, would you draw the masses out? Would you draw people to come who would be willing to uh, stand side by side with Imran as they continue to share Jesus with a community, Father, whom we love um, and who we are neighbors with, Father? We need them to know this good news of Jesus. And we pray, Father, raise up um, workers for your harvest field. So thank you again for our dear brother. We pray a, a special blessing upon him, mm -hmm. uh, his wife, Suzanne, and their beautiful children. Mm -hmm. Father, may your grace be upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.